Welcome into episode 149 of the Skate Podcast. I'm Brian DeFelice, joined by Bridget Pru and Scott McLaughlin. And the Bruins are out west. They defeated the LA Kings 5-2 to two last night. Uh, is it the Staples Center, the Crypto.com Arena? Or? Crypto now. Yeah. So uh, pretty pretty impressive win considering the possibility of a letdown after travel and uh, the winter classic. Um, I guess, guys, maybe your initial takes, but there's obviously a some important Bruins news that came out this week as well. That's going to affect the team for the next couple of months. Or at least for the next month. And that's Jake DeBrusque uh, out with hand and lower body injuries suffered in the winter classic. Um, Frank Saravalli of daily Faceoff reported that it was a fractured fibula, which it, you know, the four week timetable would indicate that, you know, probably a less severe fracture fibula, is a non-weight-bearing bone, so those, you know, it's not as bad as if it was the tibia, which is the bigger bone in your leg and and you know weight-bearing bone. Um, so yeah, so no Jake DeBrusque for the next month, likely through the All-Star break. So you know, I was looking at the calendar yesterday, and uh, if they hold him out, their first game after the All-Star break is February 11th, which would actually be five weeks at that point. So the All-Star break kind of buys you an extra week in there. Um, you know, I guess it's possible he returns before the all-star break, but it doesn't really seem like there's any need to, to rush him, you know, especially where you had, you would have that extra week built in. So, you know, their first move, they call up Chris Wagner to, you know, get them back to 13 forwards. Wagner did not play Thursday night cause he just got into LA late Wednesday night, but he'll probably, he'll play this weekend. I bet. Um, Montgomery reunites the perfection line now as his top line with DeBrusco and second line was Hall Krejci Zaka, which I didn't think had a particularly good, good game Thursday night. We'll probably touch on that at some point. Third line, Nick Felino gets bumped up to the third line with Coyle and Frederick. And uh, that was the line that won you the game Thursday night. Trent Frederick scores twice in the third period, 34 seconds apart. And, you know, both goals on the same shift. Um, so, you know, we've seen, we saw early in the season, the Bruins had enough depth to overcome injuries, whether it was Marchand out, McAvoy out, Carlo at one point, Krejci. Like, we've seen them do this. They, they'd been healthy for a decent stretch here prior to the Winter Classic. Um, but now you get another key injury thrown in. And, you know, obviously, DeBrusque having easily the best season of his career on pace to shatter his career high in points. Um, you know, second second on the team in goals. Like he's he's been having a great season. It's it's really unfortunate for him, but you know, it, it should be an injury that he makes a full recovery from well before the trade deadline and, and playoff push. So, you know, you hope that he's able to just kind of pick right back up where he was. All right. Well, that's the pod, guys. Thank you for covering everything, Scott. Um, pretty sure that's all we got here today. No, um, it's true. You, you you ran the table on that one for a second. Uh, to go back to the DeBrusque part of it, he scored both the goals in the Winter Classic with are already injured, um, which makes it even more impressive what he was able to do in the third period of the Winter Classic. And Montgomery said he had no idea like he was really nursing anything like there was no sign of it he just like went back to the bench and just played as if 
he was perfectly fine. We talked to him after the game in the press conference. He seemed happy and like there wasn't any sort of like indication that he was in pain. Um, but that's how yeah, he, he had the walking a boot. Bit. He, he had the walking boot, which where I was sitting for the press conference, I couldn't even see because I was I like on the other it. side of the side of the table. So didn't didn't notice that until uh, the video afterwards. And Lena Solmark was distracting us with his uniform and his his cleats that he put his feet up on the table so um but yeah so DeBrusque it it's kind of it's gonna be frustrating for him like all the all of the press that he got for the winter classic was very very positive and everybody was like oh look at this Jake like we we knew because we're in Boston and we follow it more closely but like he was having like a moment on the national stage and then t- to have it come out like, okay, now he's going to take a month off. Um, it's got to be kind of a bummer for him. But the good news is that it is only a month um, and nothing. Usually if you have a fracture somewhere in your leg, you're not just out for a month. So, I mean, that's, that's the positive of it. And they're able to bring the perfection line back together as kind of an easy solution. You, most teams, when you lose a, uh, first line winger you're like oh crap like what are we gonna do but the Bruins have pasta not great there to step in and it's not too bad and the rest of the rotation in the lineup wasn't that crazy either Hall's played with Krejci before and we've seen that duo work um in the past Zaka can play pretty much anywhere so they move him over to the right side and then Felino is good enough to play on a third line so it's not like you're elevating people that can't play those roles and then Wagner um I, I haven't been paying too much attention to how he's been playing recently in Providence, but um, we know he's got that mindset of an NHL player and he can play a grinding fourth line role. So it, when, when all said and done, you lose a first line winger, but everything kind of still fills out and doesn't look too out of place. However, during that Kings game, I saw a lot of things. I was like, I just feel another injury coming on. Like you just have to, hope it doesn't pile on because there was a point in time where McAvoy was shaking out his ankle and there was a point in time where um, I think it was Greer and Smith collided with each other and I was like oh well Smith's not getting up too fast and then at the end of the game Swayman got landed on and he was shaking out his left leg for a while and I'm just sitting here like if there's if there's anything piling on to this that's when you're you're like okay the Bruins just went from the first place team in the Stanley Cup favorites to okay well this could be their their rough patch that they're about to hit that we haven't seen them hit yet well what's that song i was when i saw smith and and greer collide it's like you and i collide (laughs) you know it was uh that was just like some you know peewee hockey type stuff right there (laughs) they didn't even see each other i kind of by the way greer got up and and did not help smith up i was like he just turned around and went to the bench. I was like, just help him up for a second. Well, you just feel so bad for Smith because, like, he's trying to do everything he can to, like, make an impact. And you can tell he's, like, really trying to make an impact. Like, he's overthinking to an extent. And then it's just like, oh, no, nothing can go wrong for him. All right. I, thought, him. I thought I was watching the the Patriots offense, you know, a couple of weeks ago when you had Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith run into each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that would be a really bad way to get the like an injury in your bottom six. Like, oh, they injured each other. Well, especially while they're out west, and it's not the easiest road trip to to send uh, send in the artillery. But uh, quickly on to Brusque, like what a what a one eighty the last thirteen months have been for him. Fourteen months, like you talk about 
November of 2021, uh, you know, obviously requesting a trader or, or at least it becoming public knowledge to the fan base and his well-documented behind the scenes relationship with Cassidy. Although we don't really know the too many details, but we can kind of read the tea leaves. And then you fast forward to the winter classic and it's just, he's, he's, he's calling it, you know, the highlight of his life. I know you guys brought this up last, last episode, uh, post winter classic, but it's just, it's just glaring, uh, how much happier and a better place he seems to be and um, right or wrong, you know, blaming and, or, you know, you want to pin it on a new coach and a new voice, whatever you can have your opinion on that. But the fact is that, you know, he seems to be in a much better place. It's, it's kind of objective at this point. And uh, the injury comes at a tough time for sure, but it's a long season. And if you, if you have aspirations to go till June, sometimes it's a blessing in disguise to give some guys, some some rest even though um sometimes injuries can be season ending this isn't one of those but also it, it allows guys to to step up see what they have internally and i guess as you guys kind of talk to off the top that first yes you can always rely on Pasternak, martian and bergeron but the bruins are really going to need hall Krejci, and zaka as you guys talked about to to really really do something obviously last night and we're going to get to the third line there coil and frederick have been awesome pretty much all year regardless of the third player on that line but that second line and i know you, you wrote about it scott and we spoke about it on previous episodes but uh when it was Pashnak with with Krejci and, and zaka struggling i just it for me like and we talk about it goes back to, to Krejci. it just every time I don't know. It's it's really hard to, to to pinpoint. It just seems like he's a step behind, uh, even for himself. And the line, as you guys talked about, wasn't great last night. And so they're gonna have to be much better because there's too much talent and skill on that line. And I think last night was a good game to see what they can do because although it was their first game together, probably in a while, I'm sure there's been a spurt where they were together. Uh, the Kings play feisty and Bridget. You talked about how it seemed like they narrowly escaped more injuries last night. The Kings play a very feisty style of play and they play a playoff style of play and they bring it. And so that was the type of game you're going to play in the playoffs. And how did, how did that second line fare? And a little quiet for my liking, but let's, I guess we'll give them some more time to be fair. Yeah. Like Lemieux and Deneau are guys that you want to avoid, like, and, and they're guys that'll hunt you out. Like when the Kings played in Boston, Marshawn and Deneau, we're going at it and Marshawn got a little bit banged up. Like he had a cut on his face and then Lemieux had a big hit on McAvoy that luckily he saw coming and he braced for. Um, and then obviously Lemieux finished out with a fight against Frederick. So those are the guys that are like, you know, that they're kind of, I wouldn't say headhunters, but they're, they're, they're guys who are going to try to make you pay if you, you know, play the puck in the wrong area and, and, or, you know, just they get agitated. So yeah, that was the kind of game that I was like, okay, well, they're clearly like kind of going at McAvoy a little bit. Um, Marshawn has a history with Deneau, so you just you just don't know. 